Welcome to the Living on Purpose podcast. I am your host, Maddie Wollner, a multiple business owner, life coach, busy mom of three, and curious student of life. This podcast is a place for inspired women to gather. Each week, I will share personal stories, quick inspo, strategies that you can implement right away, and engage in real conversations with badass women who have made the conscious decision to live a life on purpose, one that they have intentionally designed and that they now demand. No more allowing our lives to be defined by everyone else. No more putting ourselves on the back burner. No more living in a state of default and never going after our goals or our dreams. We are going to live our best lives on our terms. Living on purpose is our goal, and we're going to get after it starting right now. All right, ladies, and maybe some gents. This is the part of the show that I get to give you a big old virtual hug and thank you for reviewing the podcast, My Labor of Love. These ratings and reviews seriously mean the world to me. This five-star review comes from Red Crush 11. Red Crush says, Maudie has a wonderful way of sharing inspiration that is both challenging and supportive with the pure intent of encouraging others to live their best, most fulfilled lives. Great podcast and definitely worth subscribing so you don't miss an episode. Red Crush, you are the best. Your words warm my heart because there is something kind of lonely about recording a podcast. And sometimes I do start to wonder, is this having an impact? So I want to thank you. Thank you for your encouragement and the reminder that it is. It is having impact. And if you have something to say about the show, I would love to hear about it. Leave a review and I'd love to give you a big old virtual hug on a future episode. Oh my goodness, you guys. It is our podversary. Six months of the Living on Purpose podcast coming at you each and every week. I cannot believe that it's already been six months and we need to celebrate. So what we're going to do is to run a month-long Share the Love contest. And here's how it's going to work. There are three ways to enter into this contest. However, even though there's only three ways to enter, entries are unlimited. There is no such thing as oversharing in this contest. So the three ways to get an entry is number one, give the podcast a five-star rating and write a review. Easy peasy. Number two, share a screenshot of the podcast on Facebook or Instagram and make sure you tag me, Maudie Wollner, to make sure that you get the credit. And lastly, share about the podcast in your stories. Again, tag me. The more sharing, the more entries. This contest, the Share the Love contest, will run right now through March 20th. And the winner, will get a free month of coaching for the entire month of April, which includes four one-on-one coaching calls. And this prize, you guys, is valued at over $500. So this is a real deal. I'm so excited to celebrate six months of Living on Purpose podcast with you and with this contest. And of course, thank you for tuning in. If it wasn't for you, I couldn't have turned this dream into reality. And thank you 
for sharing the love. Okay, welcome back to the Living on Purpose podcast. You are tuning in to episode 31, and oh my gosh, you are in for such a treat. I know it's been back-to-back interviews, but both of these women who I've talked to the last couple of weeks have been so phenomenal. I just needed to get their stories and inspiration out to you and out to the world. So today, you are tuning in to an interview with my podcast VA, my podcast editor, my podcast producer, my podcast bestie, Kim Filippo. Kim has literally changed my life. And I know I've talked about this before, but I, it, I need to repeat it. I had this goal, this dream to launch this podcast for probably four years. It's embarrassing to say, but it's the truth. It was in my heart that I wanted to launch a Living on Purpose podcast. And you know, the one thing that was holding me back was I didn't know how. And the didn't know how kept me paralyzed in fear for long enough that I finally reached out and thought, you know what? If I don't know how to do something, someone else does. And I found Kim right? Kind of as she was launching this business and she loves her work. And Kim not only is an amazing podcast producer, she's made some amazing shifts from a life of default to a life on purpose in multiple areas of her life. Today, we're going to jump into and tackle how she left a job that she felt really, really stuck, trapped, and miserable, launched her own business, and in less than two years is completely thriving. We're also going to talk about how her and her husband completely uprooted their family, sold everything, bought an RV, and are now full-time RV mobile livers. I don't even know what the term is, and I'm sure there is one. But it's such an exciting thing. And one of the biggest takeaways for me from this insight was uh, that Kim said, if they don't, if they didn't do this, they know that they would live the life of regret. And this really hit me because, and Kim and I talked about this after the interview. I have a feeling that some of you may listen to this and think, oh my gosh, there's so much in my life that I regret not doing. And that is not the takeaway that I want you to walk away from this episode with. The takeaway that I want you to walk away from this episode with is the empowered feeling that you still have time, no matter what stage of life, business, family, you are in, you still have time to go after, strive for, reach for, and attain all the goals, all the dreams, all the things that you want out of life. So please, I hope, and I know that you're going to enjoy this episode just as much as I did. So without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome back to the Living on Purpose podcast. I am so excited for this episode because I get to interview my editor of the podcast. Kim DiFilippo. Did I say that right? <laughs> Close. DiFilippo. De- Kim DiFilippo. Nobody gets it right. Nobody gets it right. <laughs> oh, Nobody gets my name right either. And it's always a great conversation starter. So I'm glad I, I'm glad I did that to you. I apologize. <laughs> Kim DiFilippo. Hi. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for taking time out of your super busy, exciting life to spend some time with us and to talk about your journey to living on purpose and moving out of a life on default. And I just can't wait to dig in with you. Awesome. I'm so excited. First of all, go ahead and take a couple minutes to introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us what you got going on both professionally 
and personally, and then we're going to dive into both of them. Okay. Um, well, my name's Kim Filippo. I am a podcast editor, producer extraordinaire <laughs> for other female entrepreneurs. Your podcast um, bestie. Yep. I'm your podcast bestie. <laughs> um, and I have two boys. They're about to turn four and six and I'm married oh. to my husband, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I'm an ex-PA. I used to be a physician assistant uh, for, we'll go into that, I think a little bit, but I was a physician assistant for seven years and then started this business so that I could be home with my kids. So personally, yes, yeah, so I've got the two boys and, uh, we live in an RV. <laughs> I can't wait to hear all about and, um, that. We are traveling the country for some unknown determined amount of time. <laughs> I freaking, I love this so much and I have so many questions. I'm so curious about what life on the road is like with three boys. And I promise we will get into that. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. But first I want to talk about, about seven years as a physician's assistant. Mm-hmm. And then after seven years, something happened and you thought, I want to be, I want to do something different and I want to be home. And how did you get into podcast editing and producing? How did that all happen? Walk us through this. Well, I will say I loved being a PA until I had my kids and I still loved it, but it was, a, it just wasn't the right fit for me. I, I was never someone that always wanted to be in medicine. Um, I, I kind of fell into it because I, I was actually married before Matt. This is my second marriage. My ex was not as supportive as this, as Matt is. And he was just like, you got to do something and you got to work full time and you got to make a lot of money. And I'm like, I'm smart cool. This sounds interesting. So I kind of got into it. Um, and I loved it. I did. I really loved it. I was like assisting with C-sections, helping deliver babies. I was like Mm -hmm. placing, I was doing all kinds of stuff. I worked in OBGYN and then I met my husband after I got divorced. I met Matt, um, moved out to Las Vegas from central California, was in pediatrics. I loved it. I've always wanted, that's what I always wanted to do was be a mom. I always wanted to be a mom. I never really thought, you know, I went through just like any other kid. I want to be this when I grow up. I want to be that when I grow up. But I, w- I knew I wanted to be a mom always. So I loved pediatrics. But when I had my own kids, I don't know if you went through, I'm sure you did. I think we all do. Before you have your kids, you know, like you're pregnant with your first and you're like, the idea of what it's going to be like with the kid is totally different than what it is really like. I right. can do that. I can still work. I can go to like, I had this big idea. I was going to go, I was in maid of honor and my best friend at the time's wedding I could go to the bachelorette party and oh, wow. manage this at two but the baby's two months old no big deal like mm-hmm. yeah that didn't happen I didn't mm-hmm. even end up going <laughs> needless to say the first I mean my oldest is now almost six and um I mean I only had I had about seven weeks off of maternity leave mm-hmm. with him I went back part-time but there was just so many tears this kid did not want to leave my boob for anything right and so he'd literally scream and scream. My husband would send me videos and like my husband didn't know what to do. He would just scream for hours while I was gone. I'm in tears. My kid's in tears. Right. I kind of got over it. I was like, okay, so we have another baby. I think I could do this again. And just kind of the same thing. And just there was just so many tears. I just got so tired of like prying a crying kid off of my legs. Like mommy's got to go to work. Mommy's got to go to work. I'm crying in the car. The kids are crying at home. Right. I just felt stuck. So I never really even knew that this was an option. 
um, I guess I was just like, we're making enough money. This is like, I'm lucky we never had to do daycare. Mm -hmm. My husband was home or my in-laws would watch the kids, but I never even knew there could be something different until it just, it got to a point at where it was just, I was just miserable. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, there's gotta be a way to work from home. There's gotta be something we can do. And I, I feel like I've always kind of been that person where like, if I, if there's something I want, like I'll go after it and I'm just going to figure out a way to do it. Okay. So let's figure out how to do this. So I looked into like medical stuff. There, Long story short, there really isn't a way for a PA to work from home in Nevada. So, so then I just was like Googling work from home jobs and I came across VA stuff, virtual assistant stuff. Mm-hmm. And I took a course to be a VA and that was like July or August of 2018. Wow. And so I'm, I was working at the time, I think 32 hours a week at the clinic, okay. plus some probably because it was tough. And, um, and then building my business, trying to figure out how to be a VA, what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. trying to find clients, trying to mom to these kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I was up early working at four o'clock in the morning. Then I'd go to the clinic and see 30 patients. And then I'd come home mm-hmm. with the kids to bed because they didn't want anything to do with their dad at bedtime for a long time. <laughs> and uh and then work at night and trying to build this up um I hired a coach actually I had thought about my podcast when I first got into this VA stuff and my husband was loves a podcast called uh, the skeptics guide to the universe Mm -hmm. and he's like you should edit podcasts like they were looking for a podcast VA and I'm like yeah I don't know like I love podcasts but I'd never thought about it Mm -hmm. and I had a potential client I was talking to say, Hey, can you edit and upload my podcast for me? And I'm, I looked it up and I'm like, yeah, I, I could do that. And uh, I didn't end up working with her, but the woman who actually would become my coach, I had been watching her and she was starting a podcast. So I just asked, I said, Hey, can I edit your podcast for you? I'll do the first one for free. Literally my first episode editing, I fell in love. I was like, this is what I want to do. I love this. I call it nerd, nerd creativity. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> That's yeah. like, I felt like I got to be creative. I am, and I'm a nerd, obviously. So, right. both. And then it just very quickly evolved into that's all I do now is podcasts. I, all the other stuff dropped away that I had started doing. And it's grown to where now we've got a team of continuing to grow. We just hired a new editor. Um, my husband's now part of the team and grown. Um, he's now a team lead and he's doing quality control and he's managing things. And we've got a VA, <laughs> we've got like four editors and I think we're, and we're looking for another. Let's back up for a minute because I want to, I want to know you were a, a physician's assistant for seven years and was it right after you went back to work after having your first son that you were miserable? Like, was it right at that minute that you went back to work that you realized this I'm, I'm stuck. Um, it was pretty quickly after that, but I never really had serious thoughts about how do I figure out how to get out of this until mm-hmm. probably after my second son. Yeah. So, how, so was that like two and a half years that you stayed long? Yeah. Longer. I, cause I, I knew sometime in 2018, probably mid 2018, there was some other family stuff going on. Um, my husband was struggling with some really tough stuff. And between that, that's, that's when I knew just like, I'm, I've been stuck for too long. I, I know that I need to be home now, but I definitely felt stuck. Yeah. I mean, somewhere my boys are two years apart. So somewhere probably, yeah, two and a half to three years of just feeling stuck before I finally was like, 
okay, I got it. I got it. What am I going to do? How do I figure this out? What do I do? <laughs> I just want to like acknowledge that because I think a lot of times we look at other women with that are doing something that we may want to do. And we think, oh, they just did it, right? Oh, they True. just went out and got it done. And, you know, you started July of 2018. It, that's not very long that you've been in business and it's complete success. But So I just want to reiterate the fact that, you know, you you did feel stuck for over two years. Oh, yeah. You, you, felt oh, yeah. In that, you, you said you felt miserable. And so for I was, yeah. that's okay. You, ha- you yeah. sometimes have to be stuck to be able to decide to move out. Um, yeah, you can't really know that you need to change until you realize that that's not what you want anymore. Yeah, yeah. And then I also love that you said you really started this as a side hustle, it sounds like, because you were working full-time, momming full-time, wifing, all mm-hmm. the things, and you knew you needed to get out. And so you woke up at four in the morning to figure out a way. Mm-hmm. And I still wake up at four in the morning to work because I have kids now 24 seven with no childcare. <laughs> you just make it work. <laughs> you just make it work. Uh, so, so I just want to like touch on that as well. It's like you felt stuck. Yes. And you also had that determination to like, if there's a will, there's a way and I'm going to find the time, even if it's four in the morning to figure it out. And even, I, I don't know what that is yet. Right. Yep. And I, I, there was a lot of trust involved, a lot of work on trust. I mean, and you know, I know nobody can see it, but I literally got trust tattooed on my arm because I needed to remind myself to trust. I needed to learn it. Yes. Tell us about that. Tell us what, what tell us more about that tattoo and who do you need to trust? Um, well, I got it because trust and surrendering is something my coach has been working with me on for a year and a half. And it was very hard for me at first, very hard to just kind of let go and just trust that things will work out, trust that I'm doing my part and that things are going to work out. I was always the kind of person that I need to know like 14 steps ahead, like what's going to happen. And you can't, especially, you know, I transitioned from like, I was the, like as a PA too, I was our sole breadwinner. My husband was going to school and at home with the kids. I left a job that made a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah. To where, I mean, I was making smaller than that at first. I just had to trust that it was that I decided that this is going to work out and I'm going to make it happen. But the answer to your question, I guess, would be I needed to trust myself. I needed to remind myself to trust myself, to trust my husband. And I'm getting a little into the woo, into the universe kind of stuff. So kind of just trusting the universe, you know, and kind of all of those things. I needed that reminder. I actually have two tattoos. They're both like the first one is they're both words. The yes. first one I got after my divorce um, says never a failure, always a lesson. Ooh. And I swear to God, when I tattoo some words on my body, it sinks into my psyche and it helps me <laughs> um, <laughs> be covered in tattoos. Absolutely. Oh my God. I love it. So what's your next one? I don't know yet. It took me, I think I was 27 or 29 before I got the first one, but I used to be a horrible perfectionist, like Mm. embarrassingly, like crying when things would not go well, like as an adult. And I swear I, I'm much better now. I don't get so upset. I realize failure is something that everybody has to do. And it's, and I'm so glad that I learned it because I'm able to teach it to my kids who are budding perfectionists as well. Oh, I love that. And isn't it interesting when you realize something, I feel like the universe starts showing up and, t- and get in handing those lessons just right over to you, like handing totally. you opportunities to trust, I'm sure. Right, right. I mean, yeah. even like, so at that point of my life, 
stepping back, I guess, to after my divorce, I had, I had done everything up to that point by the book. They've got to go in a relationship this long. We don't live together till this point. We wait, we're engaged this long. And the marriage obviously did not work out. I was like, at this point in my life, I was 29 years old, 28 years old. I said, you know what? When opportunity comes in my life, I'm going to take it. That was the moment that I changed the way. And I literally met my now husband, Matt, I think three weeks after finally, like the ex and I were like, finally, it was, it had been done for a long time, but was finally done. We met in September. I moved, we, I moved to Vegas and in with him in December. Yes. (laughs) We were married by the following November and we actually had gotten pregnant. July before we got married. So, oh my God, I love that story. We just learned, we, like, we, we just, that was my first experience with like trusting. Like, it, what's the worst that can happen? We don't like each other and we break up. You know what I mean? But here we are. We've been married now for six years or seven years or something and two kids and living on the road. And anyway, yeah. Tangent, but I think that's awesome because, you know, we talk, you know, the, the podcast is called Living on Purpose and it's not called Living on Perfect, right? Like, right things aren't going to be perfect. And I love that you said that, um, when you decide to start something, you just trust that it's going to work, even though you don't know what step 14 is really going to look like. And And trust me, it's hard. It's hard, but you have to. (laughs) Yeah. And even if you did know, quote unquote, know what step 14 looks like, it probably is going to change between now and then. Right. We're trusting that process and that evolution as well. Right. And then there's so much anxiety in between step one and step 14, even if you knew and it all worked out that like, you got to make sure step two works and then step three works. And I don't got time for that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So how is your business? Like it is completely blown up. And I think it is so Mm -hmm. phenomenal that you have, because you, you just kind of said yes to this opportunity and you said, yes, can I do this? I'll do this for free. And you fell in love instantly. Mm-hmm. What, what do you contribute your success to? Definitely the support. I've received amazing support from um, my coach and just determination for sure. Like I, a strong why. I have a strong why. I, I need to support our family. I need I needed to support our family. I needed to be home with my boys. I knew that that was where I was meant to be. Yes. And that really helped me for sure. And then I just... I've just been so amazed at online business. Like I have seriously, I seriously, honest to God, Maddie, like I get to work with the best women. Like you guys are amazing. And I am, that has just, I feel like I have like 30 friends that are my clients. Like it's, it's amazing. And your guys's energy energizes me and it's just, it's just the best. I love it. So cool. And Mel Robbins says, you know, follow the energy. Don't follow your passion or your purpose or your why or whatever, follow your energy. And I can feel it. I can feel it through this conversation and through, even through, you know, who I'm working with now, which isn't you, it's one of your employees. It's one of the women on your team, but I feel the passion. I feel the energy that mm-hmm. everybody has, especially, especially you. And so you contribute your success to determination and your whys of family and being home with the boys. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like energy as well. Yes, definitely. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I want to, oh, and, and before we hop off the conversation about your business and podcast, I just have to, I'm sure I've told you before, but I have to tell everybody listening is that this idea of having a podcast, and I bet you hear this all the time, Mm -hmm. has been on my heart for years. For years and years and years, it's been on my heart to have my own 
podcast. And the one thing holding me back is the how. And I let that excuse hold me back for, like I said, years until I found you. And you literally said, press record, send me the audio and I'll do the rest. And that is exactly what I need. So you are making dreams come true. Seriously. So I just want to thank you. And you just like, I want to reiterate that because I also think online businesses can get kind of lonely. And so that, that, um, validation is always good for me. And so I want to share that with you as well. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That is amazing to hear. And you're totally right. I get it a lot. Most people that come to me have been sitting on it for a while, often years, if not months, um, just because of the tech or, or nerves. And they just need, like you said, it can be lonely and sitting on this idea going, is somebody going to listen? Is it good enough? You know, am I really going to help anybody? Is it worth my time? Um, and just having somebody to work with, to go like, damn girl, that was good. (laughs) Like I had a (laughs) one, I was launching that I messaged her and I was like, I cried during your episode (laughs) while I was editing it. it's just, it's great to have that person in your corner, you know, and to know that you don't have to, in fact, in front of like getting over the vulnerability of being out there on a podcast, have to then learn tech, learn the tech and learn how to edit and make sure that especially most of us are perfectionists. So, you know, mm-hmm. let us do that. We're all right. nerds and we like, we enjoy the back end stuff. So. And that's so it's a reminder to all of us. It's like, whatever is holding you back, there's someone out there that can probably do it for you that actually loves it. <laughs> like, right. There's right. Even the stuff that you think there. is super boring. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Get me back into a WordPress website though. And I'm like, no, thank you. I'll hire somebody for that. <laughs> I experimented <laughs> with those early in my VA days. That was not my jam, but people love it. Some people love it. There's some <laughs> people for think I'm crazy for loving this. So. I do. I totally do. But I love you for loving it. (laughs) So, okay, let's pivot this conversation. And I want you to talk about what you have done with your family over the last couple months. And yeah, I'm just gonna let you tell the story and what you guys have got going on right now. All right. So true to Matt and I really, Matt and my relationship, I guess, uh, we had a very nice house in Las Vegas. Uh, my business was growing and going well, boys were in school. My husband was trying to like start and think about starting his own business, doing some woodworking and things seemed well, but they didn't feel right either. And we had never in our lives, like driven an RV. I spent a few months in an RV as a kid when my parents had one, but, um, never as an adult. We never even camped together. We really had never even vacationed together because we had babies so fast. Of course, no time. And and one day we were sitting down breakfast, I think, and I don't even, honest to God, we can't remember exactly what started the conversation, but Matt joked about something. He's a, he's a funny guy. He's real sarcastic and really funny. And I had this like full body chill. Like I was like, wait a minute, like, are you serious? Like, w- would you really consider that? Like, full-time in an RV kind of thing. And he's like, yeah, I guess. And, and then we're like, do people do that? Can we do that with kids? Oh my God. You know, like you think of like retired people doing it. Right. And then like, or maybe like 20 somethings with no kids, yeah. like, can we do that? So we like, this was at the, like the last day of September, I think, or last week of September mm-hmm. within two days, I think we had done a shit ton of research and like, 
lots of people do this with many more kids than we have. And there's a huge community out there. There's people like there are YouTube videos and blogs in this you know, community of other families and like, okay, we could do this. And I think within 24 hours or 48 hours, Matt came up to me, I was working and he said, we need to make this happen. I, we're going to regret it. If we don't, if we talk ourselves out of it, we're going to regret it. So no matter what we need to do this. And so we sat down and we're like, okay, let's do it. And <laughs> Matt's like, maybe in the spring. And I'm like, let's do it now. So we, <laughs> so it was like October 1st, I think we made the decision. We immediately called a realtor and like started the process of putting our house for sale. I, we had accepted an offer in November by early November. I think the house was on the market for like four days, three days, four days. So we spent a month like... We like like we moved like five tons of rock on our own, like into a dumpster and put new rock in, like to make and paint it and fix stuff up and all this stuff. In addition to working, of course. <laughs> and so yeah, we sold our house in like a month. I think there was like a month of escrow. We bought the RV. That was it. Was just another thing. We're like, okay, what are we going to buy? We're researching as we're trying to do this. Yeah, we had no. We're like trying to figure out how do we make this transition, like we get an RV like after we sell our house then what do we do with our stuff like how do we fix it up and or how are we going to come up with the money to get the RV before we move Mm -hmm. the universe had our had our back I like Mm. we just looked at a couple of RV places and we went to one and uh, (laughs) we're just happened to look at one I wanted one with bunk beds for the boys so that they could have like a normal-ish bedroom yeah and they happened to have one and we walked in there. We had no intention of buying it that day, but something felt right. And I have, I have gotten very good with a lot of mindset work of like, I've gotten much better at hearing my inner voice and listening to my intuition. And something said, this is, this, this is it. So, so we're like, about an RV, why an RV? Why, why this life? I don't know. It just felt right. I didn't ask questions. I just listened to it. It just felt right. <laughs> Got the download, Matt did, and he told you. And yeah, I love that he said, We'll regret it if we talk ourselves out of it. I feel like, oh my gosh, every one of us could look back at something that we talked ourselves out of that we're shaking our head now, saying, Oh, why didn't I do that at the time? That is such a great lesson, just right there. Yeah, totally. And he's totally right. And then the reason he was nervous with us going as quickly as I kind of encourages mm-hmm. to go, but the same thing, like we're not going to be any more ready in six months. Cause we're going to wait till the last minute to get everything ready. We literally sold everything we own except for his tools are in storage and a couple of boxes of like baby mementos from the kids. And we have the stuff that fits in our 32 foot RV. We sold everything else. That's amazing. So <laughs> how long have you been on the road? We launched December 19th, so just over two months. And what's what have been the biggest insights, aha, lessons? Um, there's been a lot of ups and downs for sure. It was a rough first couple of weeks adjusting to, um, I mean, we have no, no child care, which was a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Everybody's all in the same space, obviously. Um, and it was just a big adjustment. Yeah. Mental health really (laughs) stuff that was just it was tough but but I mean we've got it down now too I mean plus there was just so much that we didn't know like driving in an RV we had we got this thing hooked up so now we can tow our jeep behind it like driving 32 feet of RV with a jeep behind it at first was really nerve-wracking like you know my husband doesn't think I'm the best driver but (laughs) he's wrong but you know 
Um, you know, so anyway, just trusting each other too. We've, there's been so much about trusting each other in this and, you know, building up our communication. Cause we, we, we did go into it early when we made the decision between when we made the decision and when we moved, we realized that our communication is going to have to be on point because we, this is going to be rough. And we, we do see a couples counselor. So we kind of, we brought it to him and we're like, give us some homework. How do we, how do we do this well? Right. And that's been super helpful. Um, that's awesome. Can you share what the homework was that you got? He talked to us. Um, he had us read John Gottman's book, the seven principles to making marriage work. Okay. And then he kind of talked to us about just like thinking about situations where maybe one of us would need some alone time and making like protocols essentially. Like, so when we're not in the moment, like, okay, it's going to be like a code word that you need to say or something that I need some space. You need to take the kids or whatnot, or figuring out like in this small space, how does that even look? Right. And so we've kind of, that helped us a lot. We still had to figure it out as we get there, but sometimes that means me taking the kids outside or going into town in the car. Sometimes that means one of us going for a walk and, or sometimes it just means putting the kids on TV for a little bit so that, we, you know, one of us can hide in the back room and the other one can do work or whatever we need to do. But, um, that's the biggest lesson has been, you know, I don't know. There's so many, I mean, there's, and there are so many perks. There's so many amazing things. Like I'm literally sitting in my car right now, looking at these gorgeous mountains, like a couple hundred feet in front of me. And I woke up this morning, I went outside to fix something for the propane. And this, I I literally stopped in my tracks. Like the sunrise over these mountains was like so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I ran back in and made some coffee and took my journal out and just sat outside (laughs) and stared at, (laughs) stared at the sunrise because nobody else was up yet. And I was like, oh, like this just makes my soul happy. Oh my God. You're doing things that's just making your soul so happy and just 10 years ago, you were literally just living by the book. Yep. The book yep. does not tell you to sell everything and enjoy coffee in the middle of nowhere, Arizona. Nope. Definitely, definitely not. And, but you know what? A- another thing that kind of, it didn't, it, it definitely was an incentive for this. Um, it didn't spike the conversation, but like to take the leap is, I have personally known several people, including my mother that died in their early fifties. Like that's not that far away. (laughs) Like, you know, there's no, it's just like sunk in that there's, there's no guarantees. You know, we're always thinking about, okay, well, we're going to get this, built this up. And when the kids are older, then we'll do it. Or, you know what I mean? Like there may not be that time. So the kids right now are young enough that they love being with us 24 hours a day. They didn't have any like set friends at school. Mm-hmm. Um, they're old enough that they're potty trained and they sleep through the night and they don't nap anymore. Mm-hmm. And we, it just felt like the perfect time. If there is a perfect time, there's never going to be a perfect time. Right. But like start still, before you're ready. I think Marie. Yeah. Is that. I mean, my youngest is not even four and we, we deal on a daily basis dealing with big emotions and helping him with big emotions in a very small space is hard, but like we have already in two months gotten to see three States. We've been in three different States and, um, we just mapped out, we found an amazing community of other Mm full-time families. Mm -hmm. Um, next week, actually, we're going to our first rally. So it's like a week long meetup of a bunch of, a bunch of full-time families all in one campground. They've got like events and stuff for the whole week. And we booked a cruise now for November with the full-time families. So we're amazing. So now we've kind of like, we're amazing. It's amazing. I mean, we are amazing too. You are amazing. Just going to say it. 
<laughs> I love that you found the community too. You never would have found these people. And it's like, oh my goodness. So what's your, what's your game plan? Do you, is it day to day? Is it month to month? We actually, until last week, like we had just been kind of like, we want to go where we started this as like, we just want to go where the wind's blowing or where we feel called to go. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't want to plan out every stop. Um, Cause things change and there might be something different that we want to see. And, you know, my husband's always been called to some sort of freedom. Like he wants freedom and he, he was stuck in retail for years and years and years. And like, so that was our plan. And we still kind of live by that. We like to actually um, park, they call it boondocking. So it's like dry camping, like just out in the middle of nowhere. And we have solar panels and everything like just living off the grid, Um, which means that we don't have reservations. We just kind of show up and park it. (laughs) and um but we do have a rough plan because we have this cruise book so now we kind of have a rough plan of where we're going over the next year and then do Uh, you have a a end date when you're gonna or where you're gonna settle or go back to or where's home where's i guess home is the rv home is where home is the rv um we i'm from california originally i don't think we want to go back to california we Matt born and raised in Las Vegas. He doesn't want to go back there. He's ready to get out. Um, he actually is feeling called to Oregon and we've never been to Oregon, but it's on our path in this summer. So we're going to stop through. Awesome. Very cool. So, You're going to Pacific it. Northwestern as well, right? Yeah. 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 North, of, North of Seattle. North of oh, Seattle. So oh. I love that you, you know, one of the biggest takeaways for me in this conversation is, you know, not, like you said, is nothing is guaranteed. And, and to find a way that you can live responsibly without regrets, right? How can you just make it happen and, and trust, trust everything, trust yourself, your, your partner, the universe, that, that whatever needs to fall into place will fall into place. Right. And that you can figure it out if you try something and it doesn't work out, you can figure that out too. Just like I said, with our relationship, I would, we would have been fine if we split up, if we, you know, moved on this thing and a month and a half in where like, this is not for us, Mm -hmm. could have rented a house somewhere and and resettled. Like, yeah, Yeah. we lost money, but like, it's not the end of the world. So why not? You know? Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. I just think it's so refreshing. I love your take on that. I love your take on, um, everything. And the fact that you shared getting out of a job that you felt stuck in, then getting out of a city and a house that you started to feel stuck in. And, and really, truly, like you said, we were well, but we weren't right. And so like really tuning into, are we living well? And is there a right way? Is there a better way? And going after that, I think that's just so amazing. I, Thank I just, you. I do hear it a lot. People think like, I have everything on paper that you're supposed to have, or that I thought I wanted, but it doesn't feel right. Right. Yeah. And it's scary sometimes. Cause I'm like, we have like, we don't know where we're going to end up. And like, if we have had moments where we're like, is this the right fit for us? Like, where the hell are we going to go? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We'd figure it out. We'd that's figure amazing. it out. Amazing. Thank you. So we, we don't have an end date yet to answer okay. your question. Like okay. my husband originally said two years, I think we're definitely going to get through this cruise and then see where we're feeling after mm-hmm. we've seen, cause we should have been able to see most of the West part of the U S by then yep. we might go longer. I don't think this is going to be forever thing for us, mm-hmm. but probably a year or two years. Yeah. You're open and, and you've learned to be open to the opportunities as they present themselves. Yep. Awesome. That's so cool. So I know we could talk forever, but I want to wrap this up. Tell us, Kim, what does living on purpose mean to you? 
Living on purpose to me really just means, oh, I don't know how to put it into words. Um, because that, I, I just, I love that saying and it just, it sits with my soul, right? Living, living on purpose. But how do I put it into words? I feel like you're doing it. You're doing it every <laughs> I feel like. It, it I, means to me, like just taking, taking things into your own hands, right? And just following your instincts and, and making your own decisions. Cause we, we're in a, there are a lot of hard stuff about living in this time, but there's so many amazing opportunities that we have also. And so whether that's doing something crazy, like moving it into an RV, <laughs> or it might just be changing jobs. It might just be, I don't know, saying I love my job, you know, but doing what feels right for you and trusting Uh, that your instincts are guiding you to where you need to be instincts or at least the lessons that you need to learn maybe they need to guide you to the lessons you need to learn absolutely you know that's gonna happen I could just picture you sitting outside your RV journaling with this beautiful sunrise and I feel like that encapsulates living on purpose just right there (laughs) that's just amazing Oh, you, you are, you are wonderful. You have been a gift to me in my life. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, just two examples of how you have really turned your life around from a state of default, going through the motions, going, th- living by the book into truly living through your intentions, doing what you know is right and living on purpose. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. This was super fun. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Living on Purpose podcast. It has been a blast hanging out with you. If you love this week's episode, please hit that subscribe button. That way you won't miss any future goodness we throw your way. Craving community and connection with like-minded badass women? Feel free to join us in the Living on Purpose Facebook group. And of course, the best gift that you could possibly give is an honest review on iTunes. All right, that's it. Until next time always keep living on purpose.